I am like the roaring lion in the dream. My roaring will wake you up from this dream unto reality. This is The Lion's Roar, the DSI podcast all about understanding the teachings of Satya Sai Baba in their truest form. Sai Ram, I'm Sanjeevan. Sai Ram, I'm Sudagar. In today's episode, we are taking a step back from the teachings to focus on the teacher and what he truly means to us. Episode 6, Questions, Directions and Faith-Filled Reflections. Sweet Satya Sai, you are the one who's come to bring us all some peace again. Swami is my guru. What does this statement mean? Is seeing Swami as the guru the same as seeing Swami as God, a mother or father? Yeah. That's an interesting question. The relationship between the guru and the disciple is quite a distinct and unique thing, isn't it? If we accept Swami as our teacher, then we are saying, I will define myself by your words. Your teachings decide how I live. By that definition, we can't really say Swami is our guru if we don't follow his teachings, can we? Yeah, it's so important to understand what the word guru implies because it totally changes the attitude we need to adopt when listening to Swami speak or when contemplating on his teachings. What is the right attitude though? I mean, I'm listening to the discourses and podcasts and can't help but feel that Swami is telling us the same message again and again in different ways. I just don't seem to be getting it. Do I need to be doing something different? The beautiful thing is, Sanji, when we don't understand what the teacher is saying, all we have to do is simply tell the teacher that. Excuse me, Swami, I don't get it. In fact, this is exactly how Swami begins one of the Vahinis, Sandeha Nivarani. The devotee asks Swami, Can we ask you freely about any topic concerning the spiritual path that we don't know? Swami replies, Certainly, why this doubt? What is the objection? What am I here for? Isn't it for explaining to you things you don't know? You can ask me without any fear or hesitation. I'm always ready to answer. However, I want earnest inquiry with a desire to know. So, I don't need to do something different. I just need to do what I am doing differently. It's not just about listening to the discourses. It's about being earnest in the inquiry. How sincere and committed am I to knowing and understanding what Swami is saying? Yes. And Swami goes on to say, Who else can the disciple approach? Since the Guru is everything to the disciple, it is best to consult the Guru in all matters and then act. So, The Guru has to be everything to us. This is the right attitude. Wow, okay. So first, we have to think deeply about our relationship with Swami. Is he my Guru? Once this is fixed, we need to have earnestness and the right attitude to understand what he is saying. 
What we are currently looking at in the 1990 summer showers discourses seems like some pretty heavy duty stuff. We are not the body, we are the effulgent atma. But why is it still not sinking in? I honestly want to believe it, but my mind just doesn't seem to grasp it. That's a good point, Sanji. Truthfully, I think many of us might want to follow what Swami says, but the reality is we can't go to him with a full cup. Our body and mind needs to be an empty cup to receive what he is giving, and we need to have discipline to be this cup. Swami's already told us what to do, you know, whether it's being vegetarian, not drinking, doing daily prayers and so on. But you know what the best bit is? Swami is so kind that he has given us ways to prepare ourselves. and is so patient with us even if we don't always follow these things to a T yeah i know what you mean for instance i feel like i don't always make an effort to do my prayers daily but i know that swami will be there for me regardless but i sort of feel if you really think of swami as our guru then it really is imperative to follow his guidance with faith and make a wholehearted effort in following his teachings as we heard in episode 5 king janaka during his dreaming confusion relied upon his guru ashtavakra for clarity and with the faith in the word of his guru his doubts were cleared i wonder do i really have faith in my guru in my swami do i really follow what he says it's a good question to ask sanji One of Swami's students shared this story that happened in Vrindavan during the Tray sessions. Swami asked, "So boys, do you love me?" There was a thunderous chorus, "Yes, Swami, we love you." Swami's reaction, however, was very unexpected. Shaking his head in disapproval, he said, "No. My boys don't love me. My boys only like me." And then Swami went on to explain this in a very beautiful manner. He said, You have a dog at home and all along you pet the animal and caress it. You give it a bath and want to play with it, feed it and so on. But do you really follow the dog through every moment of its life? Wherever the dog runs, do you run behind it? No, you don't. Then how can you say whether you like or love the dog? And then Swami said something that probably hurt a lot of students. He said, "My boys like me too in the same manner." They want to be with me and around me. They want to feed me and see me happy, but don't want to follow what I say. And then Swami said, "To love Swami is to follow Swami." What an incredible wake-up call. I can talk about Swami all I want, but if I'm not following in his footsteps, I'm not walking the talk, am I? Well, what do we mean by the word follow though? I guess it means to commit to the practice of the teachings and that we would have to believe in the message regardless of whether we understand what it means and where it's taking us. Really, it's not possible to do this unless we have that implicit faith in the guru and his teachings. When I think about having implicit faith in Swami's word, I think about Rama Brahma. Rama Brahma was the caretaker of the Vrindavan ashram for nearly 3 decades and he shared a very sweet and unique relationship with Swami, one that is perhaps the perfect example of a disciple and guru. 
he followed Swami's orders without question. One day, when Rama Brahman was in Swami's room, Swami threw one of his robes to him and asked him to put it on. To give a bit of context, Rama Brahman was six foot tall and he had a well-built frame with broad shoulders. Logically, there was no way you could possibly fit into Swami's robe. Anyone else in this position might have wondered if Swami was joking. To Rama Brahman, however, every word of his guru was an injunction. Even though he was doubtful for just a moment, well, Swami had said. So he took this instruction seriously and tried to fit into the robe with such effort that he almost became breathless. It might be hard to believe what happened next, but the robe started expanding. It became a perfect fit for him. The robe expanding is one thing, but the point is that Rama Brahman followed that simple instruction of Swami. There are so many beautiful stories of faith. Look at Hanuman. His faith in Rama is unparalleled. The biblical story of Job shows how a man is literally put through hell, but he never turns away from God. The examples are endless. What's incredible about these people that we hold up as exemplars of faith is that they didn't need any reason for their faith. That's that implicit faith, which they then cultivated by singing the name of the Lord, by constantly talking to Him in prayer, by maintaining the connection in whatever way possible. Absolutely. Swami is pointing us in the right direction and that direction is inward. However, Sometimes, I think we don't listen to those promptings. It's like that moment when I'm following my GPS and suddenly decide I know better. And then I take the turn off onto Parramatta Road instead of the M4 and end up in Kingscliff. If I had just taken the route that the GPS recommended, I would have gotten to my destination quicker. In the same way, Why don't we have faith in the God positioning system that Swami has built us with? Let's strengthen our faith in Swami's words so that we get to our destination without any major detours. We have to do what Swami is telling us and commit to it. Yeah, and really, all of these things we have talked about become so much easier to do when we have love. It might even be something that we once thought we couldn't make ourselves do, like changing a nappy or cleaning a baby's snot. As a new father, I can definitely attest that it's not a burden to do things for the people we love. It just comes naturally. So, if Swami becomes my Swami, my Swami, my Swami, anything my Swami wants, I'll do. If we don't yet feel this love for Swami, then all we need to do is ask Him, Swami, please let me love you. Take all my love and let it flow in fullness of devotion to Thee. And Swami even gave us that prayer too. Truly, Swami has given us everything we need to reach the goal. All we need to do is simply turn in the direction He is pointing to and walk in His footsteps. Offering all our thoughts at our Guru's feet, we will bring this podcast to a close. Until next time, stay roarsome. Your ways hold me up.
And I won't sink down, I know you've got me And I know when I'm alone You are the voice that brings me home And I'm aware when things are clear Fill my mind with wonder you are The golden sun, my love The moon and stars held up In the sky that lights the path to Thank you.